number 57, The Ego as Animal. This one's going to be a little different than it is in the book. Uh, for those of you who have not seen the book, it, that means nothing. You have seen the book, then this will be uh, a bonus. I'm going to begin with quite an extensive quote from David Hawkins, uh, an MD, uh, a spiritual teacher, probably enlightened, um, sober in Alcoholics Anonymous for at least 50 years, uh, a really funny guy and a really profound guy and uh, someone who really gave me a lot in terms of being able to structure the world in my head in such a way that it made sense to me. And this is a, from a lecture from 2002, uh, April of that year, uh, in a series called The Way to God, Positionality and Duality, Transcending the Opposites. And Dr. Hawkins says, the ego is really the evolution of the animal. Everything you see on the playground, everything you see on Monkey Island, everything that you see on the news is not different than the animal. The animal is interested in survival, mating, protecting boundaries, territoriality, possession, grabbing things, hoarding things, pridefulness, bragging. The human intelligence didn't come in as a new, different kind of brain. Nope, not at all. We just added a forebrain to the old animal brain. We didn't eliminate the old animal brain. The amygdala, all these deep things that make you hate the guy who cuts in front of you in traffic, is still very active, right? Flash, up comes the rage and the adrenaline before you even have a chance to think about it. So the brain is structured to serve the animal. The ego, then, is selfishness, self-centered, and the animal instincts become elaborated through the intellect. Now man has an intellect so he can extend his animal nature in more sophisticated ways. It becomes more sophisticated in its expression, but it's still nothing but the animal instinct out there. The motivation is still that of the animal, to be better than another, to be able to beat them, to be richer, to be more admired, to be the alpha male, the alpha female of the pack, juggling for position in small groups. That's preschool, right? That's the animal. Of course it wants to kill people that cut in front of it in traffic. Of course it does. They deserve to die. There was laughter. Uh -huh in the recording at this point. To recontextualize the ego, to see its true nature and how it arose, you don't have to feel guilty about it. You don't have to crush yourself because how could I have said that? How could I have been so cruel? Because you're a vicious little dinosaur inside, said with a smile. Now, most of the people I know are involved in self-improvement. They read spiritual books, meditate, practice yoga, try to eat well, go to the gym, go to therapy, take classes, sit in 12-step groups. Many of them practice some form of daily self-examination, checking their behavior to see that as much as possible, they are not behaving from selfish motives. Noticing where they've been cruel or judgmental and then trying to make things right. 
amending their behavior? For some, it seems like a full-time job, this push for perfection. And almost without exception, these same people live with a harsh inner critic who rarely acknowledges growth, but instead points out every imagined transgression. Or projecting that same judgment out onto the world. The ego's job is to judge, to keep score. It does it whether we give it permission to do so or not. Living from the amygdala, it receives information from our senses before our forebrain does, and so reacts to the world before we have an opportunity to choose an appropriate way of being an appropriate reaction, an appropriate response. The ego is harsh, judgmental, and mean. It sees only separation, never oneness. It sees us always as one up or one down, and it runs a catalog of all the ways we are better than or worse than. And for every one of these uninvited flashes through our mind, we judge ourselves. Some of us continually, some of us very, very harshly. And for some of us, this is hell. It's a spiritual truism that everyone always is doing the best they can. This includes me right now. This includes you right now. We are worthy of life. We are worthy of love. We are worthy of joy. We are here in this life for a reason, and we are meant to live in such a way as to discover that reason. We do this by moving in the direction of life and permission rather than in the direction of death and judgment. By knowing ourselves as that which is worthy rather than seeing ourselves as that which is not by recognizing in each moment of our day that we are not this animal nature. We are that which lies behind it. We are not these negative reactions to ourselves and to the world, but rather a force of love and light in the world. We let this negative chatter run its course, but we cease listening to it we cease taking its assessment of us as valid in any way. Here's the truth. What we are is beautiful beyond measure. And this world, too, in spite of its hardships and its ugliness, its hatred, its, its, its challenges, this world, too, is beautiful beyond measure. Each moment of this life is a gift. For us to remain sitting in judgment of ourselves or anyone else is to refuse this gift of life. And how sad is that? If I am here, I belong here. If I am here, there's a reason for me to be here. That reason for being here has to do with the joy of living, has to do with service, has to do with purpose. I don't need to have that argument with myself. I don't need to listen to the ego's assessment of myself.
I can let that one go and come back to this truth. We are meant to be happy, joyous, and free. So today, when I find myself listening to the voice of the inner critic, I will thank it for sharing and redirect my attention to the world around me. When the voice tells me something negative about one of my fellows, I will look at her for evidence of her lovability, for evidence that she too is a child of God, worthy of every good thing. At the very least, I will stop listening to the voice that tells me what's wrong and open myself to perhaps have the experience of what is right. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.